Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Zero Weakness Podcast. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Establishment Coffee. Go to establishmentcoffee.com.au, use the code 025 and get 25% off your order and free shipping. We are back with another episode with the fam. Hey guys. Good morning. What have we been up to? What's up? We know what you've been up to, walking in here with a spring in your step. Yes. Mr. Flashy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I bought a car. <laughs> I Yay. bought the dream car that I've always wanted for a very long time. Nice. Um, road tripped all the way down to the big shot town of Aladala. <laughs> um, and yeah, picked it up, drove it all the way back and it's here on the coast to retire. So is Aladala outside Sydney? It's three hours south of okay. Sydney. South of Sydney. Yes. Wow. So it was a way. big drive. Yeah. 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 Um, but it was good because uh, I went down with a couple mates and we stayed at their cousin's place in Sydney. And um, he's Italian. So, oh, they were so hospitable to us. Yeah. Like, come in, I'll make a pasta. Come, <laughs> come, come. Nice. They're literally just like Filipinos, but Italian. Like, so <laughs> hospitable, fed us so much. It was, uh, yeah, real nice. And then, um, yeah, we stayed there the night. And then we did the three-hour trip down to Aladala. Saw the car. It was really good. Needed an oil change. So, I did it in the, <laughs> in the car park. <laughs> Nice. We brought jack stands and stuff and jacked up the car. Everyone was watching me <laughs> service my car in the middle of the car park. <laughs> so for the good people at home, what kind of car is it? Uh, so I got a Subaru BRZ. Ooh. It's a 2017 four-cylinder. Um, model. Yes, four-cylinder, two-liter boxer engine. I made that up. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, he, he knows his cars. He's <laughs> yeah. quite the guru. Four wheels? Yes, yeah, yeah. all four of them. <laughs> mm. Four seats as well. Ooh, fast know. one. Very quick, mm. very quick. So if anyone's interested, there's a white Mitsubishi Lancer, <laughs> single owner, female yeah. in the <laughs> 70s, yeah. free service. No smoker, yeah. <laughs> never been raced. <laughs> Absolutely. Dragon Ball Z gear stick. Yes, very, very, very high quality. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. It was it was between that kind of Eli's car. Because it's nice. Eli was selling his car. We just the poor guy still can't sell it. So yeah, shout out to Eli as well. He's selling a wait. Which car? The, the Z. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I got it for the same. It was the same price as my BRZ. So it was. I was like, oh, which one do I? It is his car is very nice. Why so is he selling his car? Didn't he? I thought he just got it, but he, maybe he not. did. But he wants a golf now. Ah. He wants a, a fart box. <laughs> There's those farting cars. Yeah. So. By Eli's car. <laughs> it's a very nice 370Z. Very well looked after. So, yeah, the poor guy can't get rid of it. Everyone keeps screwing him over. Oh, no. Unlucky. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Nice. What are you guys? I'm just working, plugging away, training away, living life. About the same as me. Nice. Yes. Training, working, that's about it. Swimming. Yeah, same. Mm. Not much. I haven't been up to much at all this year. It's very uneventful. <laughs> very early in the year. <laughs> yeah. It's very early on. I keep thinking that, you know, we normally when, what we've been up to, I'm like, I haven't done anything this year. Uh, Just existed. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take it slow. That's your life. Right. Winding in. What are we grateful for, Bridget? Oh, um, donuts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I went to Woolworths this morning and, no, Coles or whichever one, and, yeah, bought a big pack of donuts. So nice. they're downstairs for everybody if you guys want some more. Mm. Yeah. I love cinnamon I love donuts. Don- mm. Yeah, just a classic cinnamon sugar donut and a coffee. Yeah. Like nothing better. Yeah, I channeled my... Uh, chief uh, Wiggum. My Chief Wiggum this morning. Delicious. What do, you, do you, what do you guys prefer? The glazed donut, like Krispy Kreme, or cinnamon? I reckon cinnamon. Cinnamon, oh, cinnamon. yeah. yeah. Nah, glazed all day. Nah, fresh, like hot cinnamon donuts, the best. No, yeah, everyone. <laughs> yeah, they're good, but glazed. different. I remember um, for at one point years ago, um, the only Krispy Kreme donut place was in the Sydney airport. Yeah. It was yeah. the only place for it. So whenever you were in Sydney, like flying in or, or flying out, you always bought like a massive box and then took it. And it was like the best thing ever. Yeah. But now they're everywhere. They're everywhere but Every 7-Eleven. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, a fresh, like when Donut King have their like just fresh off the, the, the light. Oh my gosh. We were talking about it's that. So good. Mm. So yummy. There's mm. like a New Zealand, Thomas, remember when anyone would go to Auckland, they'd get Dunkin' Donuts? 
Because it's the only uh, donut place in oh, really? yeah at Auckland Airport. And is that glazed or cinnamon? Which one? I think it was just a mix. Uh, yeah, both. Mm. Nice. Everything. Yes. Yeah, I used to love watching them cook them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what are you grateful for, CJ? I'm grateful for physiotherapy. <laughs> 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 our, our bearded friend, Jordo, putting me back together. Um, I hurt my back a couple of weeks ago, and I'm in a lot better shape now, which is really good. I can get back into training um, but yes, thank you. they're very thankful for him for putting me back together physically, <laughs> emotionally, mentally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, very thankful for him. What are you grateful for, Tom, bro? I'm grateful for haters, oh. which sounds it sounds, it sounds funny. It sounds Mamba. funny. It sounds funny. Mamba I was, mentality. I was doing a um, I was doing like a, ben, a business mentoring call. Like a, I'm available for business mentoring calls if you're interested. Uh, so someone was doing a call with me and they they made a comment along the line of um, being surprised that the success of Zero was just based on hard work uh, because they'd ha- heard rumors of other stuff. And I'm not talking like bad stuff, but just like other stuff, um, whether it's like, you know, connections or um, some sort of like alternative method of, of getting to where Zero is rather than just hard work and, and making money and, and reinvesting it wisely. Uh, and it, it just kind of, it, it's been in my mind the last few weeks. And even this morning, I was just thinking of like, you know, when we did the 10 year episode, we were talking about a few of the people that had really, really, really tried to go out of their way to cause harm to this business. And it, it just kind of flashed through my head this morning. You know, I was thinking of the whole Wilk saga and everything he did to try and shut me down, shut PTC down. Uh, thinking of um, Rodney back at the the old gym and a few other people along the way, and I was just like, I could have handled those situations in 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 such a, a different way, and I didn't, and that uh, created a tremendous amount of of growth and resilience and learning uh, that's really turned into how I operate today, and I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity to have been able to learn because without that. I wouldn't have pivoted in the way that I did. And Zero might not be what it is today. That's awesome. That's so cool. So keep on hating. <laughs> haters. <laughs> on the haters. It's got the Laker colors I think on. If people <laughs> are trying to shut you down. You must be doing something right because yeah, you're intimidating yes. them. And mm. no matter what, if you're doing all right, people, people underneath you are always going to talk shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of the time that'll just, um, you know, uh, ricochet off of you. But when, when people are genuinely trying their very best to, to, to shut you down in some way, shape, or form, you, you have to step up. Um, mm. And there's so many directions you can go with that. And uh, there's normally a bunch of right ways and a bunch of wrong ways, and I'm glad I chose the right way. Nice. nice. Um, my, I think we've, I've said this a million times, but I'm very grateful for Aircon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, really it's been rough. Yeah, we've had some, you know, forty degree days. Oh my gosh, mm, north of thirty five degrees yeah, plus humidity. And normally I'll turn uh, one air conditioning unit off, but fuck. Yes, it. we've all noticed. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah in the afternoon after you go home, <laughs> <laughs> the gym's yeah. full. No, I, I get it. In the morning when you're not doing anything, like even when I came in today, I was like, oh, it's a bit yeah. Chilly. Mm. Mm. And we've been keeping the door shut lately too. Yeah, you know it's Keep, bad when yeah. mm, just the door as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next level heat. So yeah, I'm grateful for air conditioning, making it a comfortable environment for mm. our members to train and uh mm-hmm. us to work. Mm. Which is Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Mm. All right. Quotes. What have we got? Quotes. 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 All right. Who's first? Uh what was mine? Don't be upset by the results you didn't get by with the work you didn't do. Nice. Mm. Classic. Yeah, it is a classic. It classic. is. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> we always talk about this. You know, we'll stand on the scales and we'll go, <gasps> it's like, what are you, why are you acting surprised? Like I know exactly what I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Fuck, I've gained so much weight this last week. It's like, well, no shit. <laughs> yeah, hit the buffet with the lads last night. What's going on? Gosh. Oh, oh my no. life story. Uh, my quote is from... <clears throat> My man, Grant McVeigh. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you for the suggestion, Grant. Uh, there's two types of pain in life. The pain of discipline and the pain of regret. It's up to you which you choose for yourself. I like nice. that. Choose your pain. I How like good. that. Mom. CJ. Mm-hmm. Um, obstacles don't block the path. They are the path. Ooh, Ooh, nice. That's good. I don't get it. 
<laughs> the, the literal definition of an obstacle is, is kind of blocking the path. As you go through it, Thomas. Okay. Mm. All the haters. Yeah, the haters. They're obstacle yeah. obstacles. They didn't stop you. You don't Thomas. run from them. Yeah. You go through them. You had to step up. Well, I, I've actually got two quotes. So the first quote is related to the haters thing, mm. which is um, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. Ooh. Mm. Know what I mean? Yep. yep. You can't, can't act as your, your oppressors would act upon you. Uh, but my real quote uh, is a bit crude, um, and I sent it to James as a joke, but it's really been in my head and it's kind of stuck with me. And it's that the dildo of consequence rarely arrives lubed. <laughs> Very dry, eh? Very dry. Dry arrival. Oh my gosh. It's, it's powerful though. If you think, if you, it's a powerful quote. If you strip away the crassness of it... And think of it like in a, a, a maybe a, a more wholesome worded mm. fashion. It's actually quite powerful. Mm. Yes. Like it's, <laughs> it's about reaping what you sow. If you sow bad actions and bad deeds, you'll get bad consequences. Mm. The double-ended dildo. Wrecking <laughs> mm. for a dream. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Oh. One, of the, on. one of the greatest movies I've ever seen and I will never watch it again. That's what uh, I See, mm. I I need to watch it again because I watched it when I was like, I went through a phase when I was maybe nine. I was in uni, so I must have been like nineteen or something, and I had just googled top one hundred cult classic films, yeah. and I wanted to make my way through the list. So I skipped all the like nineteen twenties one, uh, and watched things like <laughs> A Clockwork Orange and mm. um, Requ- Requiem for a Dream, and I just I just didn't appreciate any of them because I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Mm. So, like, I couldn't even recall most of Requiem now. Uh, so, I need to watch it again so I can appreciate it as a seasoned film veteran. I need mm. to Prepare see to be depressed for the next month after you watch it. <laughs> it's one of those. It's movies. not really, <laughs> really going to change my joke. Oh. <laughs> I was about to make the yeah. joke as well for me. Oh, what's new? Yeah. <laughs> when you're already. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, we're just going straight, guys. Yeah. This will probably cheer me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, speaking of television and movies, Declan's always putting up a good movie recommendation. Yeah, yes. he's into mm. it at the yeah. moment. Yeah. He's yes. gone through a bit of a film phase. Yeah, he's a, he's a real film, uh, film buff. Yeah, film buff. Mm. Speaking of television, are you guys watching anything at the moment? Yes. yes. What are you watching? I'm watching The Last of Us. Me too. Which is my favourite video game of all time, just because it is the most well-written story that... And this TV show that HBO has made of them, for once they've actually, um, for once, <laughs> usually when they make movies or TV adaptations of video games, they go so far from the material and mm. it's horrible and everyone's angry. But hey, buddy, um, they've stayed so close to the original material and it's just done so tastefully and it's just such a good show. So I'm loving it. Nice, Tom bro. Um, I don't, I don't really watch too much, but um. I have uh, found myself the last couple of weekends watching the the fit, fittest one hundred physical one hundred watching that as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cheesy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like very game showy, but I love it. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> Me and Bridget have been watching it. How? So good. Yeah. I just love how polite they all are. Yeah, yeah. Very always bowing. So good. <laughs> the dub is hilarious. Who's, wait, who's who's everyone's favorite? Ah, uh, well. I liked um, what was his name, Agent H, but he's gone now. Yeah, yeah. I like. Uh, I might butcher the name. Chul Hun Son, the one one FC fighter. But I like the wrestler. But he just oh, no, no. I've seen yeah, 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 yeah. the one that yeah mm. that lies in the big wrestler, the one twenty yeah. five mm. guy. He's tough. Mm. I felt sorry for the fucking. You know how he versed the police officer in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah was just, just throwing fuck. him around. Oh, it was so sad. <laughs> Savage, but I mean that's the game. What I liked, do you know what I liked? You know when that chick, uh, the bodybuilder, when she challenged, she chose the MMA fighter. Yeah, and he just fucking put a knee on her and yeah. shoulder there. It was, it was just a game for him. He was, yeah, he was loving it. Uh, oh. Wait, so is the the first guy you said is that the older MMA fighter, the one yeah. they all really respect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that dude. Yeah, yeah he's, he's cool. cool. He's so stoic and yeah. just the way he carries himself. I kind of like the really arrogant guy as well. Which oh, one? Man. He he was number one uh, when they were doing the team challenges. Um, the dancer? Nah. Fuck, I can't remember what he is. Um, 
I was going to say, they all say, wow, he's got an amazing body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know the one. They yeah. kind of say that about everyone. <laughs> yeah, they've all got hectic bodies. Yeah. But I reckon the I reckon the like the like translation, because they say the same thing over and over, I reckon it probably means something slightly different. Mm. Yeah. Because they're like, I'd, I'd pick him, he has the best body. I don't think they mean like the best looking body. They're kind of saying like, they look very yeah. capable. Mm-hmm. I reckon it would be like the equivalent to us being like, fuck, he looks mad. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, he's jacked. He's solid. But they've just said the one word for every single time. Yeah. I like, um, but do you know what was cool? You know, like the powerlifter and the strongman. You know how the guys would choose them? Like yeah, yeah. Thinking they were going to be slow. Yeah, that was savage. <laughs> oh, that's scary, eh? That was sick. I love seeing big fucking meatheads run and they're yeah. fast. I'm like, yeah. that's scary. How was the, the choreography guy? The one who was like running like a zombie yeah. in the arena. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so if you haven't watched it, check out Physical yeah, we 100. Yeah, just ruined it. It's your favorite. <laughs> Uh, I've only seen the first episode, oh. so I haven't really. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, now yeah. you've seen it all. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I still have to. I still gotta watch it. So many people have told me to watch it. What are you watching, James? Uh just Physical One Hundred. Yeah. Mm. I don't really watch much. Uh, my my attention span's too short to watch like long television shows yeah. and things like that. So I'm always just on YouTube, watching a bit of short form content. Yeah. You know, yeah. ten minute videos, eleven minute videos. Yeah. That's my kind of jam. Mr. Beast. Yeah, he's the man. Do you see what Mr. Beast just did? The eye surgery one? Yeah. That was good. That's so cool. That was good. It's always it's interesting to see like, you know, he he really is a philanthropist. Mm. So, some of the stunts, especially the older ones, it's it's good, but it's for views, but it's also the whole point is get views to get money to give the money away. Mm-hmm. Um and like the the comments, the hater comments on literally going and fixing a thousand people's eyes and giving them vision. It's just like I, I can't fathom being someone who sees someone doing something, uh, you know, philanthropy like that and just being like, fuck this guy. Mm. Like, what, what, what kind of you, comments are they leaving? What are you doing? That's, I don't know. I do this all the time. I'll, I'll see a really cool post and I'm like, I'm going to click the comments just to see how someone can hate on this. Yeah. And I'll just read them like, fuck, they looked at it through. They've got a really skewed mm. worldview if that's how they, uh, you know, digested this. Mm. So, yeah. I definitely think there is a limit. Like people who will virtue signal by only doing things for the sake of putting it out there. Mm. But I think with the platform that he has, he's kind of showing the world, like I have this massive platform. I can literally make more money than basically anyone right now. And this is what I choose to do with it. I think that's sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's a cool dude. You can't not love him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, all right. Let's let's rip into the, some of our topics. So the first topic is this is a goodie. Lots of people have been asking about this one as well. Uh, how to come off PIDs safely, and when do you decide to take uh, PIDs? So CJ, how did you come off PIDs? <laughs> I just called turkey. I just called turkey, and then I wanted to max out and see what yeah. I, what I held on to. <laughs> nah, no seriousness. CJ, CJ isn't on PIDs, but you know everyone's accusing him of it. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> my mum actually asked me once. Really? But I, the way she asked me made me realize I'm like, you actually don't know what this is. So she was telling me like, oh, you know, one of my friend's son, he's in bodybuilding and he uses a steroid. Do you use the steroid? And I was like, <laughs> no, I don't. She goes, oh, okay. And then she just carried on and I was like, you don't actually know what that is, do you? Because it would be way more serious of a conversation. But um. It was probably creatine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, creatine. Just, just before we, you just reminded me because my mum's Filipino, so my mum's really fresh as well. Mm. Back in the day, um, my brother goes to me on FaceTime. He goes to me, Oi, James, I just bought an ounce for $150 right in front of my mum. And my mum looks at him and goes, what's an ounce? And then my brother goes, bike shocks. And she goes, oh, that's good. <laughs> and carry on with the combo. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Have any of you ever gotten like a talk from your parents about taking supplements? Nah, nah. I I only my dad. He would he. But he, this is the same talk I get for basically any choice I've ever made in my life. What are you doing that for? <laughs> <laughs> what What do you mean you want to go to a gym? <laughs> gym? What do you mean you're going to university? You know how much brick ma- bricklayers make. <laughs> what, do you want? what do you want to finish, finish school for? <laughs> so that that was like it. Opposite. Of, <laughs> so like, funny. He he bought me my first supplements, and then like a week into it, he's like, "What are you taking all this stuff for? What <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Came out of your pocket? <laughs> what are you Dad, about? just let me live my life." <laughs> 
but in all seriousness, where when's a when when do you reckon's a good time to decide to you know how do you justify it's time to start taking pits? Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many layers to this question, and. Uh, it will probably end up turning this whole episode into a chat on on PDs. I, w- I wish I'd reached out to Broderick when he was on the Gold Coast and, and got him to come in for a chat. Um, if, if you're unaware of Broderick Chavez and Evil Genius performance, uh, check him out and check out some of his content. It's very abrasive, uh, but um, very informative. You know, there's not a lot of people in this space uh, or, or historically in this space that have been open and honest about information uh, regarding performance enhancing drugs and there hasn't been because it's so taboo and because it's illegal um you know people tend to shy away from it and so what you're left with it's kind of like any world of drugs what you're left is 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 a whole lot of bro science you know the education comes from just people who have had had experience and most of the time they've had the wrong kind of experience so they're giving the wrong kind of advice um so in terms of there's so there's so many layers to the decision because there's the complication of morality with it as well, like whether it is right or wrong. And I mean, ultimately, I mean, what's the difference between taking performance enhancing drugs or taking any other form of drug, you know, whether it be some other sort of illicit drug or even alcohol, you know, like you could, you could very much argue that things like alcohol are far worse options than things like performance enhancing drugs. All it comes down to is, public opinion that skews the reality of it and this is the really hard thing is that because there's historically not a lot of information out there our perception of what these drugs are is driven by the media and what is it what does the media mm. say about steroids it's horrible Evil. yeah <laughs> yeah in what way like what do steroids do to people makes well, them go crazy uh, like we always like you know it's a it's a running a joke that like people know what trend does and you know they make jokes about it but yeah they make people angry and people uh, say it's cheating yeah like steroids. Yeah. Mm. yeah i i like before getting into the gym you have no i like idea on where to research it or get to know about it all you get told is what you hear from the media and like my my perspective on what i saw growing up um, as a kid, and this is simply just what I saw. I don't mean to offend anyone, but it was just that um, I was a big wrestling fan. So if you and if you follow like you know pro wrestling, it's very all, all you hear is that like yeah the, these wrestlers just die real young. They get heart attacks. They abuse it too much, and you just see it as this horrible thing. But you don't you don't actually know what it is or. All it's all it's just fed like into me was that is just this thing that would um deform you really bad and make you really unwell when you're older and kill you eventually. Mm. Mm. And the irony of that is that the rest is dying young like that almost definitely wasn't from steroids in any way, shape, or form, but from like uh oxycontin ab- abuse. Yeah, which mm. there's a there's Pain good killers and yeah, mm. yeah. yes. Have yeah. you guys seen prescription thugs? Yeah. Yeah, Prescription Thugs is a good sort of uh, expose documentary kind of on that whole scene. Um, so yeah, you know, like the the typical the typical worldview of what a steroid user looks like is you know a, a big juicy shaved head, tattooed head. No offense, Ryan Anderson. Uh, <laughs> you know, dude that's super oily and just angry at the world and screaming and throwing things and, and bashing his misses and all this stuff. The reality of the world is like. 80% of the, the the fitness influencers that you're probably following are using mm. performance-enhancing drugs. And I'm not just talking about males either. Uh, you know, they, they are very, very, very commonplace. Um, and even more so today than ever because they're so easy to access. Um, I, I think the hard thing with performance-enhancing drugs is that when people seek advice or get advice or, or start to go down that journey of of taking them, is that nobody ever ever tells them what what that question is? What's it like coming off? Because where people run into the problems often isn't being on; it's when they come off. It's it's the consequences of coming off, and the consequences of coming off are much worse if you don't know what you're doing when you're on them. And I'm f- speaking from a place of having worked with a lot of people who use performance enhancing drugs over the years. And so, if you're if you're a coach listening to this, or even a lifter listening to this that has no experience with performance enhancing drugs, you don't need to. You don't need to learn about it to be able to coach it well. You don't have to understand jack shit about the compounds or anything like that. It helps to know, 
but in terms of actually coaching, you know, the, the programming and technique side of things doesn't change that much from steroids, no steroids. It's very similar to anything that gives a quick boost in performance. Uh, so in terms of, uh, you know, people getting ready to come on, most of the drugs won't affect things from a mentality standpoint too bad, uh, but some of them really do. Uh, and and young kids that get on and abuse certain compounds or use certain compounds can fundamentally change their personality and it can it can really change who they are and set a, a really negative trajectory for the future uh, so i think maturity is a big a big one and maturity isn't 100% dictated by age but age is a huge factor like you guys know the difference between yourself bridger at age 27 versus 33 it's like a whole lifetime apart you're a completely different person mm -hmm. in those years and you think what it's like between 20 and 23 and then 23 and 26 so kids getting on it when they're in their teens or early 20s uh, really haven't had a great deal of life experience world experience lifting experience to the point where being able to rationalize and think forward and think ahead to what it's going to be like coming off or coming down uh, they're not ready for that. And so they're not going to know about it until they experience it, even if you tell them that. So, I mean, th there is no right or wrong age. I mean, there's probably a wrong age. You probably shouldn't go on gear when you're six years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when, when someone is ready is really, uh, I think, dictated by maturity. And for most people, they're not going to be mature enough to do it until mid-20s. But, of course, a lot of people are going to start younger than that. Mm. Well, I'm also uh, under the impression that <clears throat> if someone's made up their mind that they want going to start taking performance enhancing drugs, you can't really talk them out of it. Like you can uh, obviously tell them the, the pros and the cons. Obviously everyone knows what the pros are. You're going to get fucking jacked and juicy. Uh, but you know, you, you can't really talk them out of it. So if someone's already made their mind up, the best thing you can do as a coach is guide them in the right direction. Yeah. You know, there's, I, there's small things that you can do to obviously, uh, set them right on the right path you can you know tell them do the do the small things like tell them to go get the blood work done maybe even book in a consultation with someone like Broderick Chavez or something like that there's little things that you can do to you know set them off on the right path but um yeah I found more often than not if someone's made their mind up about doing steroids it's pretty hard to talk them out of it and, and I mean that's where that morality thing comes in again it's like you know there's going to be coaches where a lifter has done that and the coach instead of being like look okay you're an, you're an adult, you can make up your own mind, it's your body, it's your choice, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I'm here as a coach to support you getting the best outcome that you can out of your training. From my personal moral perspective, I may not agree with this, but from my job as a coach, I'm willing to help you. A lot of people aren't willing to do that. Mm -hmm. They're more invested in their own moral standpoint and being like, you are doing the wrong thing. No, they're not doing the wrong thing. They're just doing the wrong thing if they were you. And they're mm. not you. They're their own person. Um, and that, that can be really hard. And there are going to be times where the moral standpoint actually starts to um, uh, conflict with a business standpoint and you need to make that decision as a coach to walk away from that. So, for example, you know, someone who's like, oh, I'm going to take a bunch of drugs and then I'm going to stop and then I'm going to compete in a tested federation. You know, that's where it's kind of like, well, now this person has is openly taking drugs. Everyone knows about it. They're going to stop and compete in the tested federation. Am I okay with that as a coach? Can I support that? And even that's a moral gray area because tested just means you pass the test. Mm. And that's a horrible way of looking at it, but that's the reality, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you in the, in the sense that, you know, I've had lifters in the past who kids, you know, and they're like, look, Thomas, I'm really thinking about doing this. Um, what do you think I should do? And I'm like, well, you're young. You're making progress. You're lifting great. You've still got a really high ceiling ahead of you. Uh, everything's going fantastic. I don't think you should do this. I don't think you're ready to do this. You know, you may not be mature or whatever. If they come back a second or a third time, it's kind of like they've made up their mind. Mm. And a lot of the times on the second or third time they come back, they're just like, I understand, but I'm doing this. And then exactly as you say, James, that puts the coach in a power of trust and um, a position of power where trust has been built. And then as a coach, you can at least stop them from doing something fucking stupid mm. and hurting themselves you know, or causing mm. damage or, or going down a bad path uh, with this world or listening to the wrong people. Like there's a lot of 
uh, power that you have in that situation as a coach to guide someone in the right direction if they're choosing to do that. Um, it's, a, it's a real weird moral conversation to have, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's really strange. Um, oh, CJ, I think you need to... No, um, <clears throat> like, am I allowed to talk from like anecdotal experience? Okay. I was just thinking like... Don't throw anyone under the bus. <laughs> I was just thinking of... Uh, I've got a client who who's just started taking performance enhancing drugs. And when he first came to me and said... So before I started coaching, he had already started. Mm-hmm. And then he said to me what he was taking. And he got all his information from, you know, bodybuilding forums and things like that. And I think we can all agree that uh, bodybuilding steroid stacks are a little bit uh, a little bit excessive. And, and tend to be fr- from the bro science age. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I had this talk with him and I said, hey, what I think you're doing is a little bit... Uh, little bit excessive and i just said you need to talk to this person and i just sent them off to talk to someone who's a little bit more uh because i don't know anything about performance enhancing drugs i just know the basics like fucking you take tests you drink trend you fucking <laughs> <laughs> you, you snort anadrol whatever it is <laughs> no, no no you don't do any of that but um yeah so i just said hey look i think what you're doing is a little bit excessive you need to talk to this guy and he'll uh he'll get you sorted he'll get you on the right track but i just wanted to also bring up you know you said the maturity thing i th- see people in our industry that are quite open about their uh use of performance enhancing drugs and i think of a really good example who reached a really high ceiling who got close to the ceiling drug free is joseph whitaker mm-hmm. um he talks about openly on his instagram so that's why i feel comfortable saying this on the podcast mm-hmm. but he got really fucking strong before he even decided to touch drugs yeah he elite nearly totaled what 965 yeah Jeez. wow in, uh, in knee sleeves yeah and oh how, how old is how old is joe 30 uh, i think he's 35 35 so he you know, he was, he's had a lot of ex- life experience. He's had a quite a uh, extensive training career. He was already elite before he touched uh, performance enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. So I think of people like him, who's like, he didn't touch steroids till he's 35 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is fucking awesome. Yeah. Think of like John Hack, Ben Pollack, those sort of guys mm. um, who had a very successful, very successful uh, natural career before, for, before jumping on performance enhancing drugs. You know, they built, built a big base. Mm. Yeah, Ben Pollock's an aw- another one because he's fucking jacked out of his brain and people always go on about, oh, he must be fucking juiced to the gills. I'm like, yeah, he might be now, but have you? did you see him competing in the IPF in 2015? Yeah, he was huge and he was strong. Yeah, <laughs> he looked exactly the same. He was fucking jacked. Well, not yet. <laughs> I don't know if he looked exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I'm trying to he say. He was like, big. He was yeah. very fucking, and he's quite, I don't want to make an assumption, but he's quite old as well. I'm not sure. Okay. I, I You know, like, just looking at him, mm. he goes hard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, certain steroids uh, ox- oxidize your skin, mm. uh, which makes you look much older than you are. He's either 30 or 55. Yeah. <laughs> he's look, he's look in between the, there. Like Larry Wheels is a good transformation mm. in the other direction. You know, mm-hmm. like he was going hard and now he's going, uh, you know, TRT. Uh, I hate that term because it's never TRT. Uh, he's he was going hard now. He's going soft, and he looks very different. Mm. Just just the nature of what it does to, to your skin and your appearance is is pretty pretty stark at, in those sort of amounts. He looks so good now as well. Yeah, it looks great. Because how old is he? Like twenty four. I think he's a bit older now. Oh yeah. Well, he started taking performance enhancing drugs when he was sixteen or fifteen. Yeah. Mm. So is he coming off? Uh, come off most of them? Yeah, he's been really open about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what like has his skin just looks so much better, and he looks he looks like he's he just looks younger. Yeah, like, yeah, because uh, they lose a lot of that water retention as well, so they look a lot less bloated and and mm. purple, and their skin just clears up. They just look younger and healthier. Mm. Yeah, um, I th- I think it's good to touch on here as well, especially if you're if you're not familiar with what performance enhancing drugs do. And so, like again, I've got such a wide body of anecdotal evidence of this because. Uh, like performance enhancing drugs, I would argue that they don't in the moment, oh, they don't, hello, they, they don't, um, if you measure it over time, they definitely increase your rate of performance if it's averaged out. But the, the increase in rate of performance flattens out very quickly. So instead of like an increase in the rate of performance, uh, it's, it's more like a boost. So people will go, you know, uh, get a 10% boost very quickly. And then their rate of, rate of performance is the wrong, sorry, I mean rate of uh, progress. Their rate of pro- progress stays the same. It's not like they're adding, you know, 20 kilos of lift every, every training cycle or every comp. Um, but then they add 
layer in other substances which will give them more of a boost, more of a boost, more of a boost. And this is this is where people getting into performance enhancing drugs can go down a dark path is that they'll jump on some whatever, you know, people normally start on testosterone. They jump on testosterone. They get this 10% boost. The, the first comp or the first test, they're like, hell yeah, I'm strong as hell. And then they keep training in the next comp, they don't do so well. They, they make progress, but the progress is very small. And they're like, well, it's not working. I need to add more. And instead of thinking, what can I do for my training? How can I get better? They think, what can I take? And they just keep adding stuff and adding stuff and adding stuff. And people who are not mature and can't sort of, this is what I mean by training experience as well. Like Joseph Whitaker, again, great example. He knows that progress is slow at the elite level. It's still slow at the elite level on performance enhancing drugs. Mm. And so that progress doesn't actually speed up, but it gets a boost from the substances. So it'll go up a notch and then it'll, the rate of progress will stay pretty much the same as people who are natural. Mm. I'm going to look at it through another lens. So one of my clients, he's, you know, he's uh, attributing all his success to the performance enhancing drugs. Mm -hmm. He's saying, oh, I've gotten such great results. I'm like, whoa, 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 let's take a step back here. You've been training hard as fuck. Yeah. I'm like, you've been more consistent for the last 17 weeks than you ever had in your whole training career. Mm. You've been better with your nutrition than you ever have in your training career. You've, uh, <clears throat> you've actually got a coach now. You've followed the programming to a T for X amount of time. Um, I don't think it's the. I don't think it's. You can put uh, all the credit to the performance enhancing drugs. And but it's sorry to cut you off. It's mm. a really interesting thing that they do, because a lot of people will go, "Okay, I'm committing to this big thing. I better get all the little things right." It can really, it can really change the way that people train. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say because um, I've gone down that path as well. I've experimented in the past with uh, performance enhancing drugs, and I knew they were fucking awesome. But you know, when you take a step back, I was like man, I just did everything right for the first time in my entire life mm. that I've been training. You know, I was managing my nutrition. I was doing all my accessories. I was eating uh, X amount of protein every single day. I was doing all the little things right. Am I allowed to talk about that? Yeah. 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 And then I was selling steroids. On no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> to me. Yeah. And I, I, I bought him out. I was drinking all the trend and I was fucking... Uh, even even Buddy's looking jacked. Yeah. <laughs> he is actually <laughs> but um yeah, yeah like you know i was like oh no wait i'm just doing all the one percent is right uh -huh. mm. but that, that's what people have to remember as well uh, because again another mistake that new people or young people make when getting on it and taking more and more and more is that most of your performance and progress is driven by training well and consistently sleeping well eating well and when you feel good and feel healthy because you're sleeping well, training well, eating well, you'll perform really well. And lots of gear makes you not feel that way. People who abuse gear, people who take more than what they should be taking or think they need to just add stuff, normally feel like shit because they can't eat anymore. Like, if, especially if they're using oral steroids, it messes with the lining of their stomach. They get really bad reflux. They've got no appetite. They can't eat, so they don't eat as much. They're taking particular types. They might really have struggles breathing and doing cardio and they might like decrease their general activity. If they're struggling to breathe and getting sleep apnea, they won't sleep as well. So all the things that drive performance, like the big things, steroids is such a tiny percentage of that. And lots of people will ruin their performance with steroids. Isn't that a weird thing to think about? Yeah. Mm. Can we... um? I don't want to sound like I don't want to make this like a recommendation thing because I don't recommend performance enhancing drugs to anybody. But what are can we talk about some what you'd classify as like a safe steroid and can you do that? No, not really. No, not really. Yeah, because because it's it varies so much. Uh, you know, you've got you've got differences between males and females. Um, there's there's certain people that are going to respond differently to different things. There's a lot of factors going into it. And this, again, this is another thing that people need to hear about when it comes to the world of performance enhancing drugs. Of course, most people aren't going to a doctor and getting prescribed this stuff, right? Mm. They're getting it on the black market. And so you can get a bottle of something that says what it is and says how much it is. You have no idea what's in that bottle. You, like, you can get a test kit that might tell you what substance is in there, but you still don't know the amount. It's all guesswork. And that becomes really scary, especially with females. Because if CJ decides to go on a bunch of gear and that gear isn't what it says it is, he might feel a bit shit. And he might go get some blood tests and be like, okay, this isn't my body's not responding to this the way that it should. I'm just going to stop that thing. 
for a female, there might be physiological changes that are irreversible that mess them up for the long term. Um, so it, 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 is a, it is something that people really have to consider and think about. And again, this is why maturity comes into play because you have to be ready to make this decision. You have to be ready to go down that road. Um, so circling back around to like the heart of the question, which was like coming off, again, this is the thing that nobody talks about. The, the drugs, any drug, any, any chemical compound that you put in your body has, a, has what's called a half-life. A half-life is like the time it takes to be half that biological value in your body. And half-life stacks. So, for example, caffeine has a five-hour half-life. So if you take 200 milligrams of caffeine now, five hours' time, it's worth about 100. Five hours after that, it's worth about 50. And so if you take 200 now and then 205 hours, you've got 300 in your system, not another 200, if that makes sense. And so a lot of these chemical compounds that people take with performance-enhancing drugs have long half-lives, like 10 days. And they'll stack it. They'll, they'll take it for you know months and months, maybe even years. And then when they stop and they come off, there's these bro science weird numbers. It's like, oh, four weeks, you're going to crash. Crashing means the way your hormones work. So if we're talking about males and we're talking about testosterone, your body produces testosterone based on the amount of testosterone that's in your blood. And so when you stick testosterone from the outside world into your body, your body's like, shit. There's heaps of tests. We don't have to make it anymore. So it shuts down that facility. And so when it's shut down for a while, it's just like, yeah, we don't need to do this. And it takes a while to be like, oh shit, we've got none in our body. We better start kicking off and, and restart that factory up and make it. And in that time period, you crash. You've got limited tests in your body. When you've got limited tests in your body as a male, you generally feel like shit. You feel depressed. You feel weak. Normally lose some muscle, gain some fat, feel a bit watery. No one tells you, that uh, or no one tells lifters that when they come off gear altogether that's probably going to happen at some point especially if they've been taking a lot but they'll just say you know it's going to happen four weeks after you stop the reality is it could happen three months maybe even six months after they stop they might experience a true crash and so they get past four weeks they're like hey i feel great it's because they've got still still got shit loads of tests floating around in their system you know, then they get into a false sense of security a few months later, they're depressed, they break up with their girlfriend, they, you know, get all depressed, quit their job, whatever. They make some real bad choices because they can't rationalize, I feel shit because of what I did to my body. And so if you understand what's happening, it's easier to go through a checklist in your head and be like, okay, I feel shit, but it's because of hormones. And that makes it a lot easier to deal with that time period rather than being like, what is wrong with me? Um, and no one tells people that. And often the cycle is people get to that spot. They're like, something's wrong with my hormones. Go get a test. The hormones have crashed. They're like, the only way I can fix this is by putting hormones in my body. They get back on, they go harder, and they go through that cycle again and again and again. See, I was, um, I was really lucky that I didn't experience any of that when I came off. I just experienced it while I was on it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, um, I got – when I came off, oh, I think I had like a five-month uh, journey, mm-hmm. uh, and I was 30 years old. I'm now 31, so this is over a year ago now uh, when I decided I'd, you know, dabble in them. Uh, and I remember when I came off, everyone was like, oh, you're going to crash, you're going to crash, da 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 You know, four weeks would go by, nothing happened. Eight weeks would go by, nothing happened. I just still felt normal. I was still in really good shape. I was fit. Um, I was still really active 12 weeks go by nothing happens and everyone would just keep saying no 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 no. Uh, you wait you wait you wait Mm. and nothing ever happened and this is it like the the less that you take you know if you're sensible with the amounts that you take the consequences are less just Mm. like if you go out and have a beer with your friends tonight Mm -hmm. probably not going to wake up hungover yeah if you go out and have a carton with your friends you're probably going to wake up fucked Mm. Uh, so like there's 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 so many factors and uh, things to consider with all of this. It's not as simple as people make it out to be. Yeah. So so you're saying it's uh, dose dependent. Definitely. Yeah. So, so De- well, dose dependent, but also life circumstance, also individual. Um, again, like who's to say that the stuff you're taking was real or not real or dose properly or not? Like, there's so many unknowns in the whole thing. Um, it, it makes this whole world, uh, you know. A, a little bit of an unpredictable factor but th- think of it like like on that side of things you know not knowing doses or compounds or whatever think of it just like an oven where you can turn it on but you have no idea what the temperature is 
You know, you just you just kind of learn to be like, okay, when the dial's about here, that's the right temperature to cook this for this amount of time. Like you learn to to operate a faulty system. I was um, <clears throat> I just remembered uh, one of my friends who's also a coach, a powerlifting coach. He when he decided to start taking performance enhancing drugs, he went and got his bloods done, and then he went and got them done at the twelve week mark as well, and he made amazing progress in twelve weeks, and. You know, and then he got them done again, and at the twelve week, uh, twelve week mark, when he went and got them done again, his blood his blood work came back the exact same. Mm. So, does that mean he wasn't his performance enhancing drugs were fake? Possibly, I don't possibly, know. Yeah. yeah. But it's crazy again, how so many so many other factors. Mm, it's crazy how you know it. It was almost like a placebo effect. Mm. You know, he he took the stuff, and all of a sudden he thought, "Fuck, I'm feeling so good. I'm getting so strong." But but it, again, like, what was he then? You know, stepping up. Nutrition, sleep, actually training, training yeah. hard, all that sort of stuff. Um, maybe that's maybe that's the key. Maybe at all gyms in Australia, we should start handing out peanut oil and, and write, <laughs> you know, on the Space Jam, like yeah, Ma- yeah. Michael's secret stuff. <laughs> yeah. just, just placebo everyone into thinking that they're taking shitloads of gear so they train properly. How good. I love that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a deep, a very, very deep subject. Uh, I actually really enjoy talking about it because I, I want the world to have more information. And by by no means am I any sort of expert on it, uh, but I'm I'm uh, obviously well aware that people choose to use it. I work with a lot of people that choose to use it. I very much enjoy learning about it. I really like biology. I really like uh, just everything to do with this chemical side of things. Um, we spoke about it on a podcast a few weeks ago, just about the fact that you know powerlifting is quite unique in the sense that there is an option for people to do this uh, and and still compete uh, with with no moral with no moral complications because they're allowed to take steroids and compete. Um, so yeah, I think the best advice is is listen listen to experts on the field. Evil Genius Performance, Broderick Chavez, and that whole crew uh, are probably the leaders uh, when it comes to that sort of stuff. They've got some great resources out there, uh, but like, if if you can't if you can't describe to me how testosterone works in your body, what testosterone is, uh, what a steroid is, what it's going to do, what the specific compound is, you shouldn't be taking it. Like, you need to learn about this stuff to to, to earn the right to take it. Um, otherwise, that just suggests to me that you're not ready. Mm. Like, because you're not ready to deal with the consequences or potential consequences of taking it. Um, anyway. No, I, I agree with that because it's, it's almost like it's an impulsive decision. Mm-hmm. You've thought about it. You like the idea of it, but you haven't really thought too much about it. Like in terms of you haven't done any research. You've just seen results. You're like, I want to fucking do that. The, I want to do that. The only exception to that, I, I would say, is if you're specifically working with an expert. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, if you're going to go out and train on your own, write your own program, do your own technique stuff, learn about it. If you're getting a coach, you don't have to learn about it. Um, <clears throat> what are your thoughts on this? So Conor McGregor. Mm. He's been out of the UFC for how long now? Two years? I'd say, yeah, two years. Two and a half years. So he withdrew himself from the USADA testing pool. Uh, the fucking not in. <laughs> yeah. So he withdrew himself from the USADA testing pool. Mm, he's nice. going to be fighting again later this year. And he's re-registering with the USADA testing pool. Nice. And have you seen what he looks like now? Yeah. yeah is he jacked? Yes. Jacked out of his brain. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> he competed in two weight classes, CJ, under 70 kilos, which is... Lightweight? I don't know. So he started in featherweight. Yeah, that's which is under 65? 60, I think so, yeah. yeah. Went to lightweight. Uh, he did a fight at welterweight and mm. he was quite puffy and whatnot. Yeah. And then he broke his leg. And in the UFC, if you're injured, you get withdrawn from the testing pool. Mm. So, because he'd snapped his leg. But then he, you know, medically, re- not medically retired, but then he retired. And so he stayed out of the USADA testing mm. pool. And right now he's what two hundred something pounds. What? So, yeah, bro. So he's like he's, he's huge. He's, he's like ninety five kilos. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> so what? What weight will he fight at? Well, he'll probably fight uh, at lightweight. Nah, maybe lightweight again. Really? So yeah. he's got a lot What's of cutting, like seventy something. Seventy, yeah. But he's huge and he's jacked yeah, and nice. he's jacked out of his brain. So what do you guys think about that? Like from a moral standpoint, do you think it's fair that someone can? I think combat sports where. Essentially, someone's life is on the line. Mm. Yeah. For me, this is a really tough one because, like you said earlier, it, being tested just means passing the test. You know? So, it is what it is. But 
for me, morally, um, uh, I can't really stand for that. Mm. Uh, this oh, sports commentator, I think his name's Teddy Atlas. He's like, you know, if you take steroids in baseball, you hit the ball further. Yeah. Or you, you're faster and you hit get to the base quicker. You steal bases faster. You run to field the ball faster. Or, you know, in running, you run quicker and you, you know, or run for longer or whatever. But in boxing and combat sports, you're hitting someone. Mm. And I think the person on the other end of those punches deserves to know if you're, you know, enhanced. Like, because he's, like, you can die in the ring. Like, mm. j- just last year, someone had, um, we had someone that died in the ring. Um, a couple of years before that, someone got knocked with a really solid shot and he now can't walk, you know. So, like, this is very real. And so when it comes to combat sports, especially me as a huge fan of it, I have a very soft spot for it. So when it comes to um, using performance enhancing drugs, especially in that sport where it is against the rules, mm. right? Just like in powerlifting, there's both, you know. I would be against powerlifters who do use drugs and compete and tested, you know, like that'd be against my personal morals. So in boxing and, uh, and UFC and MMA or any combat sport, it's very clear that you should not, uh, it's yeah. against the rules. And if... You are using it then. Yeah, like in, in our sport, there's far less consequences for it. It's like, yeah, he lifted more heavy circles than you. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're like, yeah, from a moral standpoint, it does suck because we do offer the two options. You can yeah. either compete tested or non-tested. Yeah. So if you are taking steroids and you do want to compete in a tested federation, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> Absolutely. And you should fucking... I don't know what you should do, but yeah. you shouldn't compete in power. You shouldn't. Yeah. yeah you're, you're ruining our sport yeah. and you're ruining it for, you're making it less enjoyable for those who do work really hard and to, and who do decide to take the, the drug free path. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So Bridget, you're on your journey to the UFC. What's your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> I morally, I think it's wrong. I agree with CJ. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. James. Um, yeah. It's fucking, there's a part of me that wants to see fucking, juiced up dudes get in the ring and fucking go mm. for it but at the same time it is fucking i think i think it's wrong mm-hmm. yeah you can't take yourself off the registry for two years yeah bulk up to fucking 95 kilos of fucking lean because you've seen him cg he's oh, jacked he's out of his he's got neck anymore he's mm. wide his shoulders mm. are tom bro he actually looks like a like a bodybuilder <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah 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 i'm gonna look up after yeah, yeah. joe rogan came out saying that <laughs> He, what did he say? His 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 piss would melt the USADA cup, yeah. <laughs> the, <testing laughs> cup the way it is. Like, but yeah, I, I would say I know. Like, I'm the same as you. Like, it would be cool to see, um, like these juiced up fighters fight. Mm. But I think there should be. Like, I think UFC and boxing should have that option. Yeah. Well, Bellator. That's a promotion in America. They yeah. used to be really lenient with their testing, didn't they? Uh, yes. And and before that, the Japanese promotion Pride, Pride yeah. was pretty much they told you to take it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you had some monsters that were very, you know, scary, but yeah, I, I think, you know, just like in, I guess you could say in strong man or whatever, like you, you're not there to see the strongest, you know, natty person you, you want to see, like that's what's entertaining. See these huge monsters pick up mm. these stones mm-hmm. and whatnot. So were you, were you at uh, Broderick seminar when we held it years ago? Yeah. With that. Uh, and he made fun of Brandon. <laughs> 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 he kept saying that no, nobody wants to go see the biggest small guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, congratulations, you're the strongest weak guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. But Brody can be horrible. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think the really hard thing with international sport, and I, I don't know the layout of UFC, like if they all have to be under uh, USADA or if it's just WADA, you know, like people like Khabib, where's he from? Uh, Dagestan. Where's Dagestan? It's a Republic in Russia. Okay, mm. so like you know, if, if he's under Rusada or whatever, Dakagistan <laughs> Sada, whatever it is, can they even afford testing? So th- this yeah. is the problem that we have in powerlifting, right? Um, you know, there's there's Pacific Island nations that have worked closely with in the IPF, and I know for a fact that they do not do testing there because they literally cannot afford it. Mm. Like, there's no government subsidies for it. There's no infrastructure for it. Like this, this is it, similar to the vaccine. So they sent the vaccine to PNG in unrefrigerated containers. So the vaccine just died. Mm. But they sent millions of doses of the vaccine and they didn't have the infrastructure to support the, the vaccine. And it's the same. They, they can send piss cups to, to the islands. 
they don't have the proper testing facilities and the proper, mm-hmm. you know, um, storage facilities and all that. And so, so I think of um, Lee Skinner, you know, he's competed internationally for a career of 10, 15 years. And he's going up against guys from Nigeria, guys from countries that categorically don't have testing. And so, like, as an international competitor, you kind of think, well, I mean, it kind of levels the playing field by bending the rules. Mm. It's, it's a weird way to look at it. And, it, like, for, for morally, I, I'm like, uh, you know, my, my stance is that if you competed, test, if you're competing in anything tested, you shouldn't take drugs. You, you, should, you should, you know, that's what those rules are there for. But I get it. I get why people do it. Um, and I can see how someone would end up down that moral pathway or finding justifications to go down that pathway. I'm just going to, uh, <clears throat> just adding to what you just said, Thomas, uh, like another justification to that, like you said, uh, in Nigeria or whatever country, you know, they don't have these strict testing policies or they can't afford to get testing. Um, in America, like they've got the, they've got arguably the strictest doping policies in the world, like Las Vegas, uh, yeah. the Nevada, Nevada. Sanc- the way yeah. they sanction, it's like the strictest in the world. Yeah. And it, is it, is it because the UFC is in Nevada? Do you think? Uh, oh, well, when the fights are in Nevada. So a lot of UFC fights are in Vegas. Yeah. But sometimes they are in New York and other fights around the world. There yeah. was the recent one was in Perth. But apparently that's why a lot of um, <clears throat> sporting events, uh, besides like obviously combat sports, Nevada's like what, the home of combat sports. But apparently that's why there's not a lot of uh, sporting events in Nevada. Mm. So because of yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because of the strict testing policies yeah. and the way they sanction their events and things like that. So uh, organizations like powerlifting and things, they just can't afford to hold events in Nevada. Mm. Like, um, mm. you know, there's probably, there's way more layers to this. I'm probably speaking way too, uh, my my knowledge of it is just very surface level. I was going to say that they hold powerlifting in, in Vegas a lot. Oh, do they? Yeah, but mostly untested. Yeah, okay. Like IPL has typically ran their tested worlds in Vegas. Yeah. But that's not. Um, you saw that that's under a different lap. Yeah, true. But yeah, so I just think as well, like I think people like the like USA, it's almost like they're they're doing the sport uh, a, good, uh, a good deed, but they're doing themselves a disservice by being so strict with their policies and letting, uh, do you know what I'm trying to say? I'm not trying to like encourage cheating, but- It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. You, you want to make sure, because the testing is to keep people accountable. Mm-hmm. So to make, I guess, to make it harder for people to cheat, you got to make it harder for people to cheat, but it costs more. Mm. So then less people <laughs> participate. So it's very, yeah, not everyone's got, if everyone, in a perfect world where everyone's got great morals, you yeah. either just, you just compete untested or, you know, but when world's not like that. <laughs> so people want to yeah. cheat and get around and unfortunately, yeah. And th- I mean, there's the, just the question of, of human morality full stop. Mm. Like we we know for a fact that WADA as an organization has been, you know, think of Rusada, you know, and, and what happened over there. Uh, you know, these are organizations run by people. Mm. Where there's people with a lot of power, there's often some layer of corruption somewhere. And I'm, I'm not being a conspiracy theorist. Like my, I'm very much... Um, I'm very much of the mindset of, of trust. You know, I, I, I really like to believe that the system works, uh, but there's bad people everywhere. Mm. Mm. I mean, it was only a few episodes ago you were talking about the Chinese uh, wait, per, yeah. the Ollie lifter that got done by some sleeper agent that went <laughs> in to test him or something like that. Actually, I want to ask you about that, Thomas, because lots of athletes, 20 Kenyans last year, got popped for EPO. Mm. Uh, yeah, so EPO, EPO, I've heard EPO come up a lot lately. Um, yeah, that's what Lou Zhajin got t- uh, popped for, EPO. Mm. Uh, that's what TJ Dillashaw got popped for. Oh, EPO. okay. What is EPO, Thomas? And I've never, ever heard of it being used in powerlifting. No, 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 because EPO is, uh, it increases hematocrit. It, ma- it increases your red blood cell count. Oh. So it makes you, it makes your blood extremely thick, uh, which it really, really, really helps with endurance. So it's perfect for endurance athletes. Yeah, that's what they yeah. use. Like okay. that's, that's when they talk about doping and cycling with Lance Armstrong, that's what they're talking about. Can you, um, mm. have you got an assumption as to why someone like Lu Zhajin would be taking EPO? Probably as a masking agent. Okay. Yeah, uh, prob- probably to cover up something else. Uh, it might block like a, uh, a metabolite of another drug. I, I really don't know. No idea. Like when you said it was for EPO, I was like, why? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. it, d- it didn't make sense to me, but I, you know, they're smart people. There'd, there'd be a reason. Maybe it's so he can, um, yeah, like you said, the band would be shorter because it's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The, like I, I assume that's probably what's going on. Yeah. Mm. You know how lots of people get popped for pre-workout? They're yeah. clearly on, on gear. Mm. That's the reason why. There's certain, there were certain substances in pre-workout that would like, I think, I, I might be completely wrong on this, but I, this is just going off vague memory, would like stand out over the metabolites of, of other mm. things. So they'd get popped for pre-workout and not the fucking whatever they were blasting. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's very smart. Yeah, very I'm very cut, interested very in this as well. <laughs> yeah. I loved like the whole uh, doping and sport thing. And well, that's the thing. Like where, uh, you know, like you're saying, you know, pe- before people even consider taking it, they should know what they're taking, what they're putting in the body, what it does to them. Where do they learn? Because it's such an illegal, you know, drug and... Is it as simple as just Googling? Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, like, that's where you're going to get led astray. Like I said, people like Broderick Chavez. And there's a few more you know, experts that are that are coming up that are uh, talking about it and, and do have real experience with it. Um, and are credible. Yeah. 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 It's a hard thing. I mean, it's, it's just like something like psychedelics where it was, you know, involved in something that becomes morally scandalous and so it just gets shut down. So they can't actually research it. Well, they mm. don't research or they stop researching it for 20, 40, 50 years. And so it just becomes this like, you know, relying on research from very outdated so- sources or anecdotal experience from current experts. It's mm. hard. Mm. Um, we've been going for an hour now. Do we have time for any more uh, topics? No, I don't think we get into any topics. Any any little tidbits at the end? No. This or it. that? Ooh. Who's got an exercise? Pizza or burger? Pizza. Burger. 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 Oh. Mm. Ouch. <laughs> That's all right. More pizza for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the whole circle. I'm <laughs> Donut or croissant? Croissant. Al- croissant. Almond croissant. Mm. Croissant. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go croissant. Mm. Mm. Rice or potatoes? Potatoes. <laughs> That's so hard. You have so yeah. many different variations potatoes, of potatoes. Yeah, variety, baby. Yeah. I know, but yep, I, yep. I have rice with everything. But yeah. I love chips. I love mash. Vodka. Love roast potatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love vodka. Rice wine. I mean, I do. Yeah, I love rice <laughs> wine. Rice wine is horrible. Have you ever had rice wine? No. I only know it exists because <laughs> of um, Iron Chef. <laughs> <laughs> they, put, they put rice wine in all their cooking. Yeah, yeah. I ain't it. <laughs> that show's the best. Yeah, I actually <laughs> bite out of the capsicum. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But oh. then he doesn't chew it, right? Yeah. He just smiles. No, with it like a piece in his mouth. You can tell. Tom, bro, what's your favorite steak? Oh. Has to be. Oh. I'd, I'd go anything from, from the ribeye. Yeah, rib, rib, rib fillet. Okay. CJ? Um, New York Strip. Ooh. Yeah, I really like it. Bridget? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that much about steak. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> A medium rare one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's okay. about us. One, one more <laughs> way. Br- Bridget's cool. got a float one. CJ's got a float one. Oh gosh. Um. Oh, let me think. If it's fruit, you're off the team. No, it's not fruit. You're off the team. <laughs> you're off the team. That was Mark Ballet. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. He made the shirts with his stupid face <laughs> on it. That was so good. They're the best. Oh gosh, this is really tough. Mm, it's I'm really to not. Just think of two <laughs> things. Literally, be anything: dogs or cats. Oh, I thought we were talking about food. Oh uh, yeah, do yeah, food. we are dogs <laughs> or cats. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, like, close your ears, close your eyes. <laughs> oh no! Oh gosh, he's like, nah, cats. <laughs> Beef or pork? Oh, sorry. Beef. Right, if you had to give up cheese or give up ice Wait, cream, you didn't ask. <laughs> <It's a CJ. laughs> beef, 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 yeah. cheese beef. or ice cream, beef. Uh, <laughs> I like beef. I smell like beef. <laughs> uh, cheese or ice cream? What the fuck yeah, kind of option is that? Up, you have to give up one. <laughs> uh, They're both I, dairy. 
What do you want for dessert? Do you want ice cream or you want cheese? They're French no, have people cheese. do. They yeah, do this. you have cheese. It's after the worst when you go to a fancy no, restaurant and they have a the cheese best. cart and you walk in and it just stinks of mouldy cheese. It's the best. <laughs> Giving up cheese, 100%. You know, Bridget no. one time gave me some fucking fancy cheese that was, I don't know, you said it was it really was expensive. Ca- it was camembert. It was a French camembert. It was yeah. really good. And does it tastes like feet and socks, bro. Yeah. It tastes. It smelled and, like and fucking. Ammonia. It smelled like zone smelling salts. <laughs> zone smelling salts. <laughs> and I had fucking. So I had like two pieces of it, and it smelled like ammonia, real strong. <laughs> and so then good. after I had two pieces, it literally felt like someone was just holding a zone smelling salt <laughs> to my nose. <laughs> Is this off? Yeah, it's yeah. great, isn't it? And I couldn't. No. I was kind of panicking. Eh, I was like, I can't breathe. It feels like I can't breathe. <laughs> I was just sitting on the couch like, fuck, <laughs> when's this going to go away? <laughs> yeah, so I will fuck cheese off. Yeah. Mm. It's like caviar. Yeah. I've had caviar once in my life. And I was like, people don't like this. They get it because they're like, I'm rich, I'm having caviar. Yeah, yes. yeah it's yeah, a status yeah. thing. Like, you don't yeah. like it. Well, mm. Shut up. What's this I thing? like stinky cheese. Okay. Yeah, but it's great. When you get to a certain age, you're <laughs> yeah. you're you're your power is so I've been eating it since I was 20. Thank you very much. Yeah, so what was that? 40 years ago. <laughs> 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 That's so mean. Oh, oh God. You've got a very refined palate, though. You like fancy things. Yes. We like yeah. snack packs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bridget was saying at a restaurant in France, they brought out cheese and there was maggots on there's it. There's a maggot on it. You just no, it wasn't at a restaurant. It was oh. just at someone's house. You just pick it oh. out and you kind of you eat it. Pick it out. Oh my god, that's nasty, eh? Ah. Hectic. Different like laws when it comes to fermentation. Yeah, wait, it? hang on. It's <laughs> not fermentation. That's like toxic. <laughs> Filipinos eat duck embryos and, and century eggs. Yeah, <laughs> they fire. They good. Yeah. They're good. They're good. And they're gonna, we're, that's we're, picking <laughs> we're not picking maggots. Yeah. It doesn't Oi, smell. All right. Next week, I'm going to go to the Filipino shop before the podcast. We're going to eat live on the podcast. And I'm going to bring some no, cheese in. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You all right. Would you eat a Tombro? You'd actually like it. Do you like hard-boiled egg? Yeah. Just tastes like that, but <laughs> kind of a lie. Definitely doesn't. <laughs> you know, make me crunch on the little head with the oh, little beard. No, 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 don't get a very mature one. Oh, oh my god! Should I actually? I'll go no, get them. I'm not eating. <laughs> you won't nah. do it. Come do on, bro. Like? They stink. Though. Where do you draw the line? You have these big fancy steaks. That's an animal. <laughs> no, oh, don't play this game. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that meme? It's like, where do you draw the line? It sounds like right about right here, here, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! All right. Bye. That's us. See you. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.